So you are in business to make money, right? And if you want to own a business, that means you have to have people helping you with the business of doing things or delivering things. And that right there, my friends, is one of the hardest things to do in entrepreneurialism is finding and keeping awesome people. Believe me, I've been doing this for 18 years. And there, if there was one thing that I could just get rid of doing is finding good people. Because when you're, you're growing fast, guess what? You need people fast. And it's hard to find great people because most of the time, they're already somewhere else being great for somebody else, right? So the pool that's out there, they're either in a transition or nobody wants them. We don't want that. So I ran into my friend, Mike McCallowitz, who just released his book, All In, and it literally shows you step-by-step step how to attract, retain, reward, and grow with a great team. So let's go over to the interview right now. Welcome to the Buzzworthy Marketing Show. Welcome to the show, Michael McCallowitz, the one and only. Buzz, it's good to be with you, brother. <laughs> we got the Polish duo of business right here. I love here. it. It sounds like a podcast itself. The Polish duo podcast. The Polish duo of business podcast. I like with it. We're Michael and duo. Michael. <laughs> the Michael Michael on, show. <laughs> on Hot Welcome 93 FM. The, the M&M on 104. <laughs> alternative <laughs> oh man so you have been busy my brother yeah you have so, just put uh, out a book called all in and i'm telling you i have never actually got there it is where's my copy my copy is right back there oh awesome you have thank you i've got the manuscript Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, because you. So you've been working on this for a couple of years now. I don't think people realize how much work it takes to write a book. My God, do I honor authors who write books? Because to me, what it is is the download of all of their knowledge, all their experience. They codify it, collect it, culminate it. If there's any other C words, clean it, so that's consumable. Oh, there's another C. And uh, it's it's an honor to be a reader of so many amazing books out there because the effort takes. For me, which I don't know if this is typical or not, on average, five years to create a book, um, there's the research, testing, then the documentation, then the creation of the book, then the manuscript, once it's created. This is another thing a lot of people don't know. Once you have the first pass manuscript, there's another year of editing, re revisions. This book was revised maybe six times. Um, Man. and, and then the final product comes out. So the manuscript you have is somewhere between pass one to pass number, number six. Oh my gosh. Um, I remember being part of the research process for this. I know I interviewed you and, um, and then we did that workshop for, I want to say it was like three or four weeks. And so yes. I was super excited, but then it's like years gone by waiting for this thing. to It's come unbelievable. Out. And that's the big thing. Like, then thanks for doing that workshop. <clears throat> that's a testing ground because once the concepts are there, the question is, okay, so it's a concept and maybe it works, but is it digestible? Is it consumable and can it be deployed? Right. And you were kind enough to test these things out and say, oh, nah, or yeah, or this could be better. 
I loved, I loved what you guys put together and your uh, research partners did a wonderful job of just getting all of the information from us, the downloads after we would go through those exercises and get all that information. So I, I could just, I can't imagine really how much data you had to synthesize. I wish that started with a C because that is really what books do. <laughs> synthesize, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it's, we'll start with a C, C-Y. <laughs> it, yeah. And that's the other thing, you know, the, to me, it's kind of like a band. Um, sometimes the band, the front man gets all the accolades, the lead singer. And, um, but there's a full band behind it and it's more of an orchestra. There's dozens of people intimately involved and there's 50 to a hundred people that are superf superfluously involved. The biggest part of all in was the research component. So Danielle Mulvey, mm -hmm. uh, who now runs our company called yeah. the all in company that's deploying this did the research and testing of these concepts. And one of the concepts that was Herculean was this concept that interviews don't work. The data shows that. Mm -hmm. So we took a concept from the sports industry that's a, it's a half trillion dollar industry just to give the context of its size. And they don't do a single interview. Like there's no athlete. They're like, Oh, how, how would you perform on the field? Do you feel good about this? Tell me about your, no, they're like, get on the field and demonstrate. They do camps where they, they're actually teaching these athletes to improve, but also observing. And we're like, Oh my gosh, businesses should be running camps or workshops where we're teaching the method, but also observing the people participating to see their potential. Right. So Danielle, she, she rolled this out to um, dozens and dozens of businesses and observed them. What works, what doesn't work? How do you make it more accessible? And, and that was a big task. Um, but but the returns, once we figured out how to make it deployable, my gosh, the returns have been you know, tremendous. That's amazing. I, I have been you know, moving as we were talking about in the green room. So I haven't gotten to read a lot because it was like, I just turned 50 last year in November. Birthday, bro. Thank you. And the, uh, the crazy thing is that we traveled way too much in 2023. Um, good for my business. Cause it, it definitely, my, my, uh, clockwork, uh, exercise. Yeah, right, 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 right. Came in right. There. Um, but it's, you know, it's one of those things in 2024, I was excited that it was coming out in January so that we can take a look at how we're doing this. You know, my, my business is growing exponentially. And so we're finding ourselves having those pains that all in really addresses. So I oh, yeah. want to give our audience, um, a kind of a sneak peek of why would somebody want to pick up this book? Who is this yeah. book for? Okay. So it's for a business leader of truly any size business. Historically, I've written for small businesses, five million or less. Right. This is the first time I'm writing for bigger business. And the context is I got a call from a large Fortune 500 who called and specifically said, we see you having small businesses with recruiting, retaining employees, and we don't understand how we can't do the same because we have so much more economics. We have so much more leverage mm -hmm. and we can't compete. It's because small business is using out of the box stuff. So this book is for business leaders or business owners mm -hmm. who want to recruit the best talent, retain the best talent and raise the bar for the entire organization. That's the three silos we tackle. Love it. Love it. Yes. And the, and the five star uh, approach. Um, I'm not yeah, the five star fit yet, but yes, the, the, that that's one of the things that um, I find is the, 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 the hiring is, is, atrocious. Like we just went through it where we, we brought somebody in who had all of the accolades in their CV. They interviewed wonderfully, 
get them hired and they can't communicate all of a sudden. They just yeah. drop the ball in communication. We're like, you can't work here if you can't communicate. Sorry. Right. But we lost six weeks of traction with the projects we were on because of that. Right. And, yeah. you know, the, the previews that I had with the research we did in those workshops with Danielle, I mean, that stuff is gold. Can you talk about a little bit about the retention part of All In? Because I know that the recruiting is yeah, definitely revolutionary. By all means. But so retention. Yeah, yeah. Retention is a big one. One of the observations I had, and this this bleeds retention and raising the bar in together, was uh, one of my businesses a long time ago, about 20 years ago. Uh, it was in computer crime investigation. We had 30 employees. I'm calculating the numbers in the back room in my office. I'm like, my gosh, we can do $10 million in revenue. Something I've never achieved in my life up to that point in business. I'm like, this is huge. Hmm. I come out of the office and it was it was now in retrospect, very cheesy. I wrote $10 million in bubble letters on a whiteboard. I put a post-it note over it with those major ones, big ones, so you couldn't see it. Uh-huh. Queued up Eye of the Tiger, called in the team, like, dunk, 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 dunk. this is the year we're going to do. And I rip it off with great flourish, the post-it note, we're going to do $10 million in revenue, expecting this culmination of excitement. And it was the antithesis. It was, just, it was silence. People were like, mm, whatever. My assistant, Patty, came to me and said, Mike, if we achieve $10 million in revenue, you get the bigger house. You get the new car. Right. Why should we care? What about our vision? And I was like, oh, my gosh. The vision of a business, you know, what the go- business is looking to achieve is really the dream of the owner. Mm-hmm. What we have to realize is everyone that works with us has their own vision and dream. And if we want to retain the best people, if we want to raise the bar for our organization, what we need to do is master the understanding of their dreams. And then as best we can block and tackle, or if nothing else, keep that dream of theirs in front of them. Contextually, at our office here, one person wants to move to a new house. Uh, another person wants to learn to play guitar. Another person wants to learn Spanish. Um, another person wants to spend more time with their family. So dreams come in all different sizes and shapes, but they're all important. Once you and I, the leaders of the organization, understand the individual dreams of our colleagues, our job now is to support the achievement of those dreams. I'm not saying buy that house for the person. A, that's not economically feasible. Secondly, it's gifting. And it's like the Super Bowl is coming up. The Super Bowl, could you imagine the two teams walk in, the ref is like, let's not, let's not do this game. Someone's going to get hurt anyway. Let's just, you guys win. You're going to win over this game. It would be the most deflating moment ever. It's nice. the journey to get there and the pain and struggle to get there that make us the accomplishment significant. That's for all humans. So when my colleague gets that new home, that's going to be a major accomplishment. But my job is to realize the importance of it, support her in that journey, and reciprocity kicks in. As a business leader, when you support your individual team members' personal dreams, they'll support the corporate dream, which is your dream. So that's how it works. I love it. And you know, it's funny because, you know, when you, you, you hear people like, what is your one to three year goals? What, what do you want? What is, yeah. what does it look like for you? And I usually give the one to three because some people don't think about that that far. They're just looking at it like, can I get through the next 12 months? Right. But what <laughs> they want, <laughs> right. But they, what they yeah, want true, is so much different. Like what you were saying, like it's so much different than what we're looking for in our lives. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and, and some of us, some of us forget it, how to get that vision. We're working with a manufacturer deploying these techniques and they met with their employees and said, you know, what's your dream? And one of the employees comes back and says, dude, I just want a beer at the end of the day, man. That's it. And the leader said, that's not a dream. Uh, You know, for now that is, can we get this person having whatever that sensation is relaxation, 
uh, completion of the day. Maybe it's a mini celebration, whatever it is. And then can we expand from that? But but we have to we have to help people and serve people where they are and help them expand. Exactly. I Most think- employees have been trained into fill in the blank, do your job. You, your life is your life out here, but you got to do your job here. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're blurring the lines now, particularly with this post-pandemic new societal norm. We uh, as employers need to be embracing the whole person, not just the worker. Right. And I think that like for us, like we're a fully remote company. So everybody's in a lifestyle job. And so I'm finding that these people are like, listen, I just want steady work so I can pay my bills and then go out and play with my kids or go ride my bike or whatever they want to do, yoga in the park, whatever that is. And that's what they want. They want that stability and the predictability. And you're right. It's a huge shift. Like people are not so worried about, I need to be the director of a division (laughs) of a multi-million. No, but you know, you nailed it. You know, it's like I, you know, I want to get my yoga and my and and our job as leaders say, I'd love to know why is that important to you. And someone may say, yoga is important to me because it represents my health, and health is everything. Mm -hmm. Well, now you know part of their dream. And I want to spend time more time with my kids. Right. Uh, You know, someone said uh, eighteen years and it's over. Like you know, we have our kids, and at a certain point, they age out and they're they're on their own lives. Yeah. Um. And so some people really emphasize that period of, of time. Then as a leader, what we do, and we do this in our own office, it comes up constantly. We, we did our quarterly meeting. We're talking about our individual dreams. Every month, at the end of the month, we say, Who, who's checking anything off the list here? Mm-hmm. Someone you know does 30 yoga sessions over a month. The team is now applauding. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things we do, Michael, to, to manifest this is we have a wall outside my office. And you've been here. It's yeah. on the other side. It's about 10 feet high. And it used to be a barren tree. And uh-huh. now it's full, it's blooming with tons of leaves because each leaf recognizes the accomplishment of an individual vision that a person's had for themselves. They write down accomplished. Uh, did my 30 yoga sessions this month or this year and they slap it up on the wall. And it's a cool way to recognize all these accomplishments. I'll tell you how powerful it is. I was talking to my one colleague here. I said, you know, we've been doing this for so long. Maybe we should take down the leaves and start anew. She's like, no, no, no. No, we got a full blooming tree. We should start planting flowers and putting up birds and, and writing the accomplishments on those images. I love it. You can have like little nests with little eggs. And yeah, then- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like clouds. Like what yeah. else can we do? Oh, man. So in a virtual world, I could see this as, you remember, ever gone to like YouTube and looked up fireplace? And it has a video no. of a fireplace running. And so they have these oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hour fireplaces running, right? Yes. Like create your own YouTube channel, private YouTube channel, and that people could put the virtual leaves on their tree for their company because we have so many uh, remote, 100% remote companies. And that that to me is like one of the biggest challenges is building culture with people you've never met face-to-face. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I, I think we did a lot of research around this. And I think the key is as much as we can bring back the tactile experience to remote workers, that is the most important thing. And the reason we find this is the most important thing is the greatest connection comes out of the tactile experience, meaning when there's FaceTime, when there's a physical experience. It used to, I used to think the water cooler was all about brainstorming or the side conversations about business. It wasn't about that. It was about trust building. Yeah. You, know, you and I sit there and we talk about the kids or re- the remember whens. And what happens is because we're having that dialogue of stories outside the business, when we're working on business, there's an inherent trust. Mm. So what we do as remote workers is if it's financially feasible, 
annually, quarterly, have the people come in together and spend time with each other. I know that's not always feasible. So another thing we do is we will send out um, gift, gifts is not the right word, but recognition items. Mm-hmm. The first day someone comes on board, you get a package from us. And the, the key is this, it's not generic. It's not like, here's the company logo on a mug. Here's the company logo on a t-shirt. Instead, what it is, it's personalized. So you get a mug and it'll say, you know, your name on it. Right. Proud to have you on the team, Corday. Or as an example, she's one of our colleagues sure. here and so forth. The, the more tactile, the better. There's a second component. I guarantee your colleague who's working remotely is having tactile experiences with a spouse, others. They are seeing other people. Those people need to be one, two. So here's a really cool technique. When we send uh, something out to recognize someone's first day on the job, it'll include a gift for someone significant in their life. I'll give you Corday as an example. Corday came on board. We sent a, a box home to her, welcomed her on board. And there was another box in there wrapped and it was to Brian. Brian's her husband. We learned about him in an interview. He's a, uh, uh, he likes whiskey. So we got a, a popular whiskey put in there and said, uh, Brian, we know no decision to work for companies made alone. Thanks mm-hmm. for supporting Corday in this decision. We hope you enjoy your favorite whiskey. Uh-huh. And he was blown away because the number one question for an employee on the first day was, how was your first day? Right. And she's like, uh, it was amazing. And then uh, he gets a gift and says, he's like, oh my God, this company's amazing. The, the cheerleader at home, the next morning when she's getting up and head over to the computer, Brian's like, they're the best company ever. Have a great day at work. Crush it with them. So the tactile <laughs> experience is now home. Yes. I love it. I love it. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny. My, my wife just, uh, we're moving states. Um, and Virginia, baby, Virginia, we're going to be right down the street from you guys now. Right. I love it. So yeah, the, uh, when, so when she went for a, uh, like nine hour interview, she went from the CEO all the way down, huge organization she's working with. Right. And they have a, a very extensive, but they said, bring your husband and, and make time to go look around the community and make sure this so is smart. where you want to live. Yeah. I'm telling you right so now, smart. we got, we landed in Richmond and it was like, wow, well, this is nice. It's a, it's a meeting. Yeah, Richmond's nice. Richmond's yeah. nice. Like, and it's in the town's quaint. It's kind of like St. Louis, you know, it's just quaint. It's not too big, yep. but it's the capital. Right. And then we start yep. driving and it's all trees. Now for all those folks who don't know where I live right now, I live in Springfield. I've lived here for four years. There's cornfields and soybean fields and that's it. That's yeah. after <laughs> living in Alaska for 23 years. Yeah. Yes. Trees were making me smile as I drove down the two-lane highway into Williamsburg. It was, I'm like, why am I smiling so big, right? But the point is that they wanted to make sure that the family unit was going to be happy in that community. Yeah. If, right along with, are you, is, is my wife a good fit for their culture? And, and Yeah, it's, it's so smart. It's so smart. You know, no know decision to all of their directors. And I'm like, that is amazing. They pay for. Yeah, I hope so. Because no, no decisions made alone. Right. Um, you, you know, you're influencing it behind the scenes. And and most of the time, the significant other, or maybe it's not the same, maybe it's a family member, or maybe it's a best friend, but mm-hmm. someone behind the scene is discussing this with the person. Right. Uh, the, the smart employer engages that support mechanism. Because if you don't, then that person behind the scenes is like, God, the company you work for sucks. God, they, the first day is failing at paperwork. God, they're horrible. You work for a sucky company. And now you're having someone that's actually uh, impeding on their performance right. as they work for you. 
I love it. So is there, um, so we talked about the recruiting and the retention part. Yeah. What, what should somebody expect once they have, what, what, what tools are, what other tools are they going to have once they have completed this book? Cause it is a informational packed book. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm very, this is the most research I've ever invested into a book. Um, I'm proud of my other books, but I think this is it. There's four key components. I'll, I'll hit them at hyperspeed. Perfect. I call it FASO is the model. F-A-S-O stands for okay. fit, ability, safety, and ownership. Oh. Fit. The key tip is this. Most businesses match talent. They're considering to titles. Mm. Smart companies are matching talent to tasks. They're mm. stripping down the title and saying, where can this person excel within this role? And is there other roles? They're starting to bleed the lines of the traditional pyramid structure and going to a web-like structure. Mm. So match talent to task. The A stands for ability. There's three types of ability. Companies typically only look at two. And the third one's ironically the most important. They look at experiential ability, what mm -hmm. you've done in the past indicates the future. Mm -hmm. Some, not enough, look at innate ability. What does Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or DISC say mm -hmm. about you? How mm -hmm. you're wired. But here's the big one that everyone's missing out on. Potential. Potential is how could you do in the right environment? If you're put in the right environment, how well will you excel? Mm. And so the question, of course, is how, we all want that. How do you identify potential? Right. We talked about it. It's camps and workshops. Give right. people an experience around the employment through education. So you can educate them experience and then you observe them as they're being educated on something and then you can cherry pick the people that have the most potential. Love it. S stands for safety. There's different types of safety, physical safety. Believe it or not, even in knowledge working space, physical safety can be a concern. We did a survey here. We have an alley behind our office that goes to the parking lot. Mm. It's pitch black. And our team members like, I, I feel uncomfortable going down a pitch black alley. Uh, so we simply lit it up with, with string lights and it's brought about a sense of safety. But there's psychological safety, emotional safety, financial safety. Mm -hmm. the, the tip I have here with financial safety is, yes, we have to pay our colleagues appropriately, of course. But here's a good tip. Open book management, by, by revealing the financials of the business, gives people a sense of security. Because when they understand where the business is heading, they know where their role is and how mm -hmm. secure they are. So open books is more than knowledge. It's also a sense of security. Gotcha. And the last thing is ownership. Uh, ownership, there's two types. There's legal ownership. Psychological ownership. Some companies try to deploy legal ownership to incent people, an ESOP, something like that. Mm -hmm. Those can be very risky because legal ownership brings about entitlement. I own part of this company. Part mm -hmm. of Michael Brzezinski's company is mine. You owe me. Mm -hmm. So we need to deploy legal ownership with psychological ownership or psychological ownership alone will do it too. And this is where we sense we own something as part of us. Mm -hmm. When you hear your colleagues, colleagues saying, this is mine or my job, uh, or this is our company or our responsibility. Those words are indicative of psychological ownership. If you hear your colleagues saying, this is your company, or this is the job, um, mm. they're not connected yet. And we need to deploy psychological ownership. The book details how to do it. I love it. I know you've got to go. We're running out of time today. But that is, I mean, if you are not ready to get this book right now, you did not listen to this podcast. So go back. If you're not already at Amazon, and I'll have a link to in the show notes for everybody. If you're not already on Amazon ordering this book right now, you need to go back to the beginning of this podcast and read it again. Michael, all in. It is a, I'm already uh, all in with it. Um, Thanks, from the I love what you're doing with it. Everybody needs to do it because a sound company is the only company who can bring the true value that they promise their clients. So thank you so much for your time and we'll see you next time. Michael, it's been a joy.
safe travels in the move to Virginia. Okay, seriously, guys, you if, if you're not buying this book already and you have at least one employee or thinking about getting an employee, you need to get on Amazon right now. I'll try to get a link into there. Now, they change their links every once in a while, so if it's not there, just look it up. Mike, all in book. Or McCallowitz, just look it up. It's there. You can get it at Barnes Noble. You can get it at Amazon. I am, don't get anything for you buying it, but the peace of mind that if you read it and follow it, because I was there for the testing, and it has made a difference in my business. So if you read it, follow it, and even go ahead and reach out to Danielle. There'll be a way to reach out to her by the end of that book. I am sure I haven't got to the end of myself, but I've had a sneak peek behind the scenes. This stuff is awesome. And if you implement the all-in system, you are going to be so much better off than I was my first 10, 15 years in business. So until next time, stay buzzworthy. 